great. Welcome to Ride Like a Mother. You have your hosts here, Shelby and Carolyn. And we're here to talk about something that is near and dear to our hearts, like the rest of all of our topics are. But this one is quite personal. Um, It is something I feel like everybody goes through, whether you are just starting in your career, in your ranching life, (laughs) we are, Um, or anything, right? So it is the phrase imposter syndrome. Hi, this is Shelby. And Carolyn. We are two Canadian prairie ladies, raising babies, riding horses, and living the country life. We are on a journey to find health and wealth while building our ranches, and we want to share the journey with you. In this podcast, you can expect to hear us share our own experiences, as well as interview other inspiring humans. We'll cover topics such as human health, horse health, barrel racing, building a ranch, and so much more. We are ready to dig into the tough conversations like mental health, motherhood, farming challenges, finances, you name it. You will walk away from this podcast with tips, tricks, and strategies that will have you finding more joy and peace in your journey. We know there's a lot of juggling that goes into this lifestyle because we are living it. And as a nurse myself and Carolyn with a master's in animal science, we have a lot to bring to the conversation. So grab your coffee to go, throw on your messy bun and muck boots. Let's head to the barn and chat because we have business to take care of and we're sure you do too. Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. So if you look it up, actually Carolyn brought this topic to me and I didn't actually think it was a thing. And then I went on Google and (laughs) I Googled it. Nice. It actually has a definition. So... Oh, I didn't even know that. Right? And I was like, okay, so this is how I feel about it. But it's actually doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. So those are huge. Like that is heavy. That is a heavy weight to feel. But that is our topic for today. So our topic is imposter syndrome. Carolyn, in your definition, what does it feel like for you? Like what doesn't, I know we just read the definition, but what does it feel like for you? For me, it's like that moment when somebody asks me, what do you do? And I hesitate because I'm like, are they going to believe me? Like, are they, is it, am I really good enough to say that I am a rancher? Am I like, should I, should I like kind of put a little bit of words in front of it? Like I'm just a small rancher or, you know, I'm just a mom or, you know, that hesitation, mm-hmm. that fear, and that like feeling of inadequacy. Well, basically the definition, right? But mm-hmm. you know, for me, it really comes to play when I'm introducing myself. What about like how does Absolutely. it feel for you? So for me, um, it honestly just feels like a whole lot of self-doubt. So in my own life, right? Like I come from a background of ranching. Um, so my dad has 30 years experience and here I am taking over this 30 years. So it's the feeling of self-doubt of not having enough knowledge, not knowing enough uh, people um, in my career, right? Like as a nurse, a healthcare profession, something that it was growing all the time. And it's so hard to know what the next step is. So it's the feeling of inadequacy, just like you'd said, um, and just not knowing the next step to make it happen. 
So, yeah. or not feeling brave enough to make it happen. That's oh, yeah, that's what imposter syndrome feels like to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, I can, right? I can, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I get that too. And it's not just in one area of my life either. It's in like mm-hmm. all of them. So in web design, in ranching, in horse breeding, like you mentioned, um, on this podcast, mm-hmm. Oh, yes. it is hard to get on this podcast every week and, and feel brave to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. But absolutely. I, I really love it. So I'm going to keep going, but just know it ain't easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's so- and all those areas, right? Like, um, like I said, I have a father who, right. Like who has so much knowledge and has gained so much knowledge over 30 years that I feel like I need to start right where he ended off. Well, I don't have those relationships, right? So it's, it's starting from square one, but feeling like I'm stepping into really big shoes, not just because he has Uh, 14 feet either, but (laughs) I'm stepping into shoes that are too big for me right now. So I need to learn to take a step back, look at what I have right now and start from where I'm at, but also take all of his knowledge into what I need right now and not feel like I need to be right where he left off. Cause that's yeah. impossible. Right. Totally, and then yeah. It's, it's like, there's that expectation, like unmet mm-hmm. expectation almost. And well, I've had to learn that in my life that having expectations that are, are some <laughs> can often not meet your expectations. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it gets oh, overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like it's, a, um, I go from living at my parents' place, right, as a teenager. And I, I'm very blessed to say that I had everything at my fingertips and didn't even know it, right? Like yeah, I had you never the do. horses <laughs> and, right? Like you always think, oh, well, this is just how life is. I have everything Um, I have the riding arena. I've got the barn. I've got all the good horses. Um, We have horses every year because we had a whole breeding program. So you take those things um, advantage of those. But in my life, building a ranch, I want all those things right away. So that's where the imposter syndrome comes in is like, I don't know. I don't feel like I have enough because I don't have what I had when I was a kid with my family. I think of my family as ranchers. Right. So I'm like, I don't even have a riding arena. I don't have a barn. Like I don't have any, (laughs) we're building pens soon, but (laughs) I don't have that. I just have my one pasture with my broodmares and my stud and we have babies and you know, that sometimes feel like enough. Yeah. I can totally relate to that, but you have the horses and you are breeding them. So step one. Yeah. Okay. So I have a story kind of similar, except that it's in the cattle industry and ranching. So Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up on a farm, neither did Brad. And we didn't have cattle at this point. I think we owned, we might've owned five cows. I think we did own five cows. So that's like (laughs) peanuts. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I was in uh, the university master student and in the beef cattle industry. And I applied for the cattlemen's young leaders. And this is a, like a nationwide program, um, for cattle cattlemen across the country to have mentorship from like ranchers and, and cattle industry people. So it's a huge deal. 
And I applied because my advisor said I should, but holy smokes, did I ever feel imposter syndrome applying? And then we had to travel to Ontario for the competition. And okay, it was the honestly the most stressful day of my life, I think. Well, maybe other than giving birth to my kids. <laughs> because I missed my flight. I missed my flight. No. And I arrived and they were starting the competition. And it was these round tables. And each round table had a topic. And you would go around to each of the round tables and you had to say your piece. And that's how they, they had judges at every table. And that's how they decided whether you would go and become like, get a mentor and be in the program. And I think there was like 30 or 40 cattle people there. And so I walked in five minutes late. They were already sitting down talking and I had to like, just, I was like, okay, Carolyn, pull up your big girl pants. We are doing this. (laughs) And I walked in there and I was like, I sat down and I was like, Hey, sorry for being late. And I just, I knew the topic of the table. And I was like, can I say my two cents right away? Because I was so nervous. Like my knees were shaking. My hands were shaking. They actually are now just talking mm-hmm. about it. Like my hands are like, look, look at, the, okay. You can't see them, but my hands are shaking. And um, anyways, I just went for it. And it actually in retrospect, I think being late was probably the best thing for me because it made me just mm-hmm. jump in and start. And if I had talked to those people in advance, like I did afterwards, there were ranchers with thousands of cattle. There were people that mm-hmm. had so much knowledge and, and I had a lot of knowledge too for my master's, but man, did I ever feel like an imposter, but yeah. I made it in the program. They, yes. they accepted me. I was like, you crazy. are at the same level. <laughs> but, and now we have, well, we have some more cattle, but we're pretty well established in the cattle industry, I'd say. And most mm-hmm. of it is because of that program. And I'm so glad I applied, even though I felt like a total imposter like mm-hmm. a total fraud like there and there are so some people that are in that program now I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe I did that <laughs> but there are things like that I think in everybody's life where it's like you have mm-hmm. to take the leap you have to get in right mm-hmm. like to get in the door to, to look at you you were it. so scared I mean <laughs> you did it and I mean you have to think of it in a way of like you were asked to go there. That is so cool. So you are at the same level, whether you have five cattle or thousands. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it just goes to show you, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it kind of brings us to our next topic is, do you actually need permission to claim the rancher title or, you know, in our, in our aspect, a barrel racer title or nursing title or, any kind of title and who gives the permission and is there some kind of level criteria that needs to be met for it like what is your opinion on that I'd love to know I'm curious (laughs) okay so I, I actually put this question on my Facebook and I like what does it take to be a rancher like what's your definition and there were so many different answers For some, Mm -hmm. it was to do with profit. For some, it was to do with the number of cattle. For some, it was the acres. For some, it was the having one cow. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I I think that's the one I can relate to the most is you have to have started. You have to have made the first step Mm because you can think and you can plan and you can imagine yourself to be in that position. But until you've actually done it at least once, 
then you can't you can't claim that title until you've at least tried, right? Mm -hmm. And and even beyond that, I think there's one other step for me, and it's the intention to continue on. So mm -hmm. when I think about this, when I was thinking about it this week, I was like, it it reminds me of like either barrel racing or for me in my mind, it came as jumping. So when you walk in the arena and cause I did a little wee bit of jumping when I was younger <laughs> and oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Just a little, little bit. My horse always fucked me off, but <laughs> you walk in the arena and if you walk in there confident and you have the intention that you're going to go over those jumps and you feed that intention into your horse and you give your horse those vibes, like we're doing this. And then when you go to the jump, you look at your next jump and you're looking up and you're, you're pointing yourself in the direction that you want to go and you're, you're doing it confidently. You might be scared, but you're also sending those vibes that you intend to go over that jump. And it is amazing how much of a difference that makes with your horse. If you do that, usually if you're looking up and you're looking at the next jump and it's not like it's at your level, you're going to go over. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're looking down and you don't intend to go over your horse can feel that and they just stop. And I, I think that's like, okay, I'm going to get a little woo woo hoo here. <laughs> who are you? But I think the universe could tell that too. When you, in life, like in your business or in whatever it is, it can tell if you have the intention to continue doing it, or if you're afraid and you think you're going to fail and you believe you'll fail. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking down, you're probably going to crash into the jump or not go over it at all. But if you believe you're going to do it and you intend to, so okay, I'm going to wrap it up there. That's, that's my theory on it. I think you have to start and you absolutely. have to intend to keep going. Basically. I absolutely love that. And I love what you said about the jumps that really puts it into a totally different perspective. Cause mine, I, I honestly think that there's no, there's no criteria. There is no, okay. you know, enough money. There's no, cause if I look at it in my way, yeah, um, yeah. I'm just starting. So I have seven broodmares and I got one stud and, you know, in the barrel racing world and the breeder world, he has one offspring that's actually gone out and, you know, is barrel racing and stuff. So he hasn't proven yeah. himself. My breeding program hasn't proven itself. So I look at some of the local ladies and I'm like, oh, I just want to be just like you. Like, I just mm -hmm. wish that my program was exactly like yours. But in their minds, and I know, I know this, <laughs> is you're never going to have enough. If you think of it in yeah. that, like that retrospect that those people are thinking, well, I just wish that my breeding program, that there's professionals riding my horse. And then when that happens, I wish that, you know, they would win the NFR on my horse. And, and also the cattle business, you know, you could have 10 and you're making a profit and things are going great. But in your mind, you're like, oh, I wish that I was, you know, had thousands of cattle. But mm -hmm. if you think about it, they're seven or eight generation ranchers. They're going to have all the land and stuff because as a mini me starting out, land is very important, oh. but it's hard to get your hands on, right? Like it's impossible. Yeah. So as far as actually needing permission, I call myself a rancher. I am a second generation rancher because like you said, I'm putting in the effort. I'm giving everything to my horses. Um, I'm growing it with my family and 
I think that's what's important, right? And everybody's yeah. different. So depending on what level you're at, as long as you're taking those little jumps and then you're consistently doing it and then upgrading little bits at a time, I think you're a rancher. Yeah, absolutely. Just don't give up because there's going to be obstacles. My gosh, there's going to be obstacles. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and all, anything that you try in life. <laughs> well, oh right now, post-COVID, we're trying to yeah. fence everything on our acreage. But things like I talked to my dad and how he used to make, you know, fences and even before like barbed wire used to be $30 a roll and that was expensive. I was like, holy mo-. And we just finished buying a roll for $140. Well, <laughs> it's looking a little different now than it did even. Oh, totally. Ago. So when you're yeah. feeling, when you're getting into that downward spiral of imposter syndrome, what do you, what do you do about it? got any ideas absolutely <laughs> yeah I don't have all the answers no this me neither <laughs> um I have an amazing support system so my family my soon-to-be husband's family um and even our family right like I have a daughter that look I feel like looks up to me and will look up to me so what do I want her to see me as and the same goes for chance like my fiance he is always there for us. And so you kind of have to go back and think, you know what? We are very happy. I am so blessed to say that I have a full quarter of land that, you know, we've put a lot of time, a lot of energy that our cults are doing well. And, you know, that we just have this opportunity to own what we have. I appreciate what I got. And I think you always have to kind of center yourself, take those few minutes and just really, yeah, pull yourself in and say, I am happy with what I have but what's my next step without completely yeah. overwhelming yourself? That's what I do, but yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Take baby steps, right? Like little things and yeah, just be blessed with what you have. I think is my biggest, yeah. You know, how I pull myself out of the imposter syndrome. Cause it's, if you start thinking about what everybody else is doing, holy smokes you're going to be in a huge downward spiral mm. and I mean maybe what they're doing isn't working for them but it looks like it's working for them so yeah with what you got right? exactly I mean everybody's got struggles right no matter what level you are mm-hmm. so <clears throat> and comparing is no comparing notes maybe and like helping each other out yeah. but not comparing where you're suggestions <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I was actually just watch, listening to a podcast this morning as I was doing my garden, um, which is extremely late to do it for me. But anyways, I was doing it and I was listening to a podcast and it was actually about a horse breeder that's down in the States. And I mean, when you compare Canada and the US, I feel like we have a lot of similarities, but yet we don't, right? Like when you're talking yeah. about maturity levels or stuff like there's just not the maturity levels or, you know, the barrel racings or the breeding that is like down in the States. Yeah, I feel like it's very different. But this podcast, um, like she was talking about her horses, like she has Haley Kinzel riding her horses, and she's got all these, <laughs> you know, world champions. And I'm just like drooling, thinking, oh, yeah. But you know, she actually went through all the steps, and she started out with she didn't even barrel race. Her no way, kids, that's awesome. No, her kids just trail rode for fun. And, you know, then she's just like, you know, I kind of want to do some like cow horse things. So let's get a cow horse stud and let's breed horses. Like, how cool is that? You don't have to know what you're doing, but you need the resources 
to yeah. help you out and the support, right? So yeah, that's how I pull myself out is listening to stuff like that. <laughs> yeah okay that's so funny start somewhere (laughs) because I was listening to a podcast this morning too about I actually went back because I listened to an episode a while back about imposter syndrome so I went back this morning to listen to it again because I was like I I know that I had taken some notes from that and what they said as one of their tools is a hype file so this is the finding greatness podcast if you want to listen to it they're two olympians they're great they talked about a hype file. Like you got to put all your stuff in there that you're proud of. And so I don't have one of these, but I do. I, I talked to a therapist a couple of years ago for a while. And what she suggested to me instead of, okay, so I love the gratefulness idea. And I also do that. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But what she actually told me, cause I'm kind of like a high, look at, well, you are too high achiever. And I get down on myself for not get, getting yeah. enough done. And, uh, well, mm-hmm. I think anyway, you seem like it. <laughs> um, I, oh, anyway. I feel you on that one. <laughs> yeah. So is she added to mine. She was like, you know what? You need to tell yourself what you're proud of yourself for. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's really helped me because I can, sometimes I can say I'm grateful for everything and I just still feel like I'm not getting enough done. But when I actually say what I'm proud of myself for already accomplishing, that kind of that that for me changes flips a switch or like you said just sitting down and being like ah taking a deep breath and soaking it all in and being like okay it's not as bad as I'm making it seem in this moment (laughs) and finding some gratefulness there too Mm -hmm. so yeah and then Brad has this saying that sometimes pops into my head when I'm like laughing about myself feeling imposter syndrome and that is even Godzilla was an itty bitty lizard once too. <laughs> I don't know why, but like it's memorable. <laughs> oh, Brad! Oh, yeah. what a helpful man! Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Oh, and him, like oh, Brad is amazing. He always tells me, "Oh, Carolyn, you're awesome." What are you talking about? You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're smart. You know all those things. So he certainly helps too. Like you Absolutely. said, having a good team around you, it's important. It helps. It does. And that's exactly what pulls a person up and out. Because sometimes we can get so much into our heads, it's impossible. Because I think <laughs> you and I are a lot alike. And correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> no, we're perfect. I say so. We are. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we think that everything has to be perfect and everything's got a time and a place. And, you know, this is what this is. And, and it's not. Mm-hmm. As soon as I do that, like... For example, this weekend, this weekend I had, I had all of these these thoughts in my head and I was like, we're going to build a chicken coop and I'm going to get my garden in and I'm going to have my flower beds all weeded and I'm going to mow the grass. And no, I have half a chicken coop built in a weekend. That's it. Oh, we are so similar. (laughs) (laughs) I do that too. Why do you think that that could all happen in the matter of two days? It can. I don't know. But I like, I like to do that too. I make a long list, even what I get, try to get done in a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, that's a podcast for a, or a subject for another podcast. A whole nother podcast is like mm-hmm. getting enough done or yeah. Thinking you're not <laughs> getting get enough done. done. Yeah. <laughs> how, do get, how do you get things done with kids around? I yeah, exactly. Know. <laughs> oh my gosh. We have some motivational words that came out but 
what are some that you can give to our listeners, Carolyn? Some positive vibes. So helping people claim their roles as they are, but also help them grow and be proud of themselves. Because like you just said, one thing is you got to be proud of yourself. So what are your words of wisdom? I'd love to hear them. <laughs> oh gosh, we set the bar really high on that one, hey? Uh, <laughs> I would say- You got this. If you, yeah, if you want to- if you look out and you see barrel racers, barrel racing, and you think, I want to do that too, start anywhere. Ride a horse. Don't, don't worry about owning a horse. Don't worry about owning land. Don't worry. Just start somehow, right? <laughs> like big, borrow, don't steal. But, um, you know, figure Absolutely. it out and get started. Because like, the sooner you start, the sooner you get to the next step and the next step. And, and I am one to think about things for a lot longer than I should before I actually get started. So I'm sort of speaking to myself on this one. And you guys are amazing. Everybody listening here is amazing. You're doing incredible things. I know it because mm-hmm. I know a lot of you personally. So. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm like yelling yay to that exact same thing that you just said oh my gosh just start it is so scary and I mean a lot of times um speaking from a barrel racing world perspective it can be so scary because there's Mm -hmm. girls that are running top notch that have been there forever but you know what they started too right yeah not not everybody starts as little bitty babies on a horse not not everybody (laughs) has that opportunity but that doesn't mean if that's what your heart wants go for it chase those dreams with like all the knowledge you have and ask questions like us girls like sometimes we can be scary and I mean when I'm in the zone I do have that face that is very scary (laughs) but you know I am not hard to approach approach me ask me questions I mean I don't have all the answers so ask you know if you're like oh I want to barely just like her well go ask her how did she get there what has she got does she have any tips but never be scared to chase those dreams Never be negative on the dreams that you do have unless you've successfully failed. (laughs) Well, even if you did fail, then I mean, well, yeah, you got to keep up, keep going with it, but just do it a different way. Right. Yeah, exactly. Always think of a different way. If you love it enough, it's going to happen for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then just claim it. Call yourself a barrel racer. Call yourself a rancher. Mm -hmm. I ain't judging that's what you want to do all the power to you exactly even if you have like a three-year-old horse that absolutely knows nothing and you know what you're getting yourself packed and you're heading to the jackpot good (laughs) on you I applaud you you went around three barrels (laughs) you are a barrel racer (laughs) absolutely you know how many times I've been beaten by 10 year olds so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean when we're all starting horses and even my good ones we all get beat yeah oh boy do <laughs> we ever happen but it's so like I, I enjoy mean, yeah I enjoy just going in that arena and racing anyways so that's mm-hmm. the part right like if you love it then claim it don't be so hard on yourself yeah yeah we all start somewhere <laughs> sometimes I go into the barrel arena and things go exactly as planned that is very rare but sometimes yeah. it happens it does and all it the stars so align good. But then there's times where it doesn't and there's just no way like you're so upset about how it went, but you know what? You just got to pick yourself up and just do it all over again. Keep trying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. There's no imposter syndrome right. here. 
<laughs> well, you can feel it, but then you got to pull yourself out again because, man, you could do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because in the end, we all feel that exact same way. So to wrap things up, thank you everybody for listening to our conversation about imposter syndrome. I would, and I speak for both Carolyn and I, when I say we would love to hear what your imposter syndrome is about because everybody's got it We've in all aspects of life. So let us know on our Instagram or our Facebook page. Um, and we can't wait to hear questions, comments. You can also send us an email or a message. We would gladly answer. Um, if you have any new topics for us, we would love to hear those as well. But yeah, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you guys at the next jackpot. We'll see you at the next jackpot. <laughs>